Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. Well, good morning. Go Spurs, go. I know that everybody is already getting ready for the game. They're probably cooking their brisket right now and getting ready for that moment. Hey, happy Mother's Day. Y'all look beautiful. I love Mother's Day because it's the moment when mamas get to feel special, and they should get to feel special. This is the moment that, that for some reason we decided to make it a national holiday so that every guy who forgets, because we all forget, don't we, men? Every guy who forgets, we're actually intentional about loving our mamas this day, and that's a good thing. So, if you forgot to get your mom anything for Mother's Day, you can sneak out right now. Just tell them you're going to the bathroom, leave them, run to the store, come back before we dismiss, and then boom, surprise them. I would encourage you to do that. Y'all are awesome moms, and uh, thank you. I really hope that you feel loved today. I want to say this. I want to apologize. Every year, Luminous tries to bless our moms, bless our dads during certain holidays. And this year, we were really excited about the special gift that we were giving all the moms, and it was this journal. And uh, man, this journal was awesome. We were excited about it, and they guaranteed that it would come in. You ever get a guarantee? Well, it guaranteed it didn't come in and so we don't have it it's in the mail so it's like the present that you open up maybe you've gotten one of those and it's the item that is on its way that's what this is and so next sunday if you're a mom pick up your mother's day gift if you're visiting from out of town we don't want you to miss out if you would fill out a connect card with your address we will be sure to mail that to you to make sure that you get your mother's day gift next week hey um Excited about this series called Follow. We're halfway through the series. Um, and I, we really have some great speakers coming in next week. My mentor, Mickey, um, Pastor Mickey Eccles, will be in speaking on this series. Uh, the week after that, Pastor Peter Dusan from our sister church in the Springs will be here speaking. I know that a lot of you know um, Pastor Peter and his wife and um, our Every Nation Church there in San Marcos, San Marcos, and then two weeks after that, Pastor Daniel Stevens, um, my senior pastor, will be speaking um, on follow, and so we got some great speakers coming up over the next couple of weeks, some great communicators. I really believe that you know, they, they, they are way better than me in every way. They're better dads, better husbands, better speakers, so... You will benefit surely from these guys coming in. I just wanted, it's a little teaser for you um, so that you come back next week to hear Pastor Mickey. He's going to be awesome. We are in this series called Follow. We've been talking about all sorts of things. We've been talking about this, this philosophy that I believe is true, that you can belong before you believe. Um, this is the fact that, that many of Jesus' followers had doubts before they followed Jesus. And to be honest with you, maybe you came into this space this morning and you have some doubts of whether Jesus is who he says he is. And I want to let you know that's okay. In fact, one of Jesus' 12 disciples had a nickname of Doubting, didn't he? Doubting Thomas. And so, so obviously there's room for people to doubt before they believe. There's, there's a moment where you can belong before you believe. And then once you believe, there will be a process of becoming of becoming a disciple, a fully devoted follower of Christ. And we're, we're excited that that gives us a lot of liberty this morning. 
Last week, we talked about faith that overwhelms fear. In fact, that's our destination. Um, destination, it could be heaven, right? Uh, eventually, we will go to heaven. But if that was the whole purpose of following Jesus, immediately when you said a prayer, you'd be gone. You know, and, and some of us would like that, honestly. Like, that would just be so much easier. Just, you know, let me say the prayer, I'll go to heaven, it'd be awesome. But but that's not the ultimate goal of following Jesus. In fact, it, the ultimate goal of following Jesus here on earth is a faith that overwhelms fear. That that when you could fully trust Jesus with every area of your life. That, that when you step out of the boat, you trust that he has you and he's going to carry you. That's where Jesus wants to take you as a disciple. That's where he is longing for you to go so that, so that you aren't ruled by anxiety, by emotion, by all that worry of tomorrow, but, but that you know that the God of today is already in tomorrow. And that's what we hope for you this morning. And today I want to briefly talk about follow where. Follow where? What, what do we wear as as believers of Jesus, and you know that you can tell a lot about who people follow or what philosophy they follow by what they wear. For instance, like this, these Yahoo's right here, right? I mean, any Aggies in here? Any Texans? No, no Aggies. This was big letdown today. Um, so obviously they follow Texas a and well, What about this person right here? Anybody? Anybody have that outfit at home today? I mean, I know Cindy's gonna be wearing that. It's gonna be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Spurs are going to take the championship. They're the underdogs. I know some of you are counting them out already. Just to let you know, I've been praying. I lit a Spurs candle this morning. Just for the Spurs. Or maybe this person right here, what do they follow? Buddhism, right? They follow Buddhism. Or this person right here, who, who do they follow? Right? Islam. They follow the teachings of Muhammad. And so you can tell a lot about what people wear. Uh, a lot of Christians may wear shirts like this. I, I love God, right? Like, you know, some people love New York City, but I think it would be better to love God, so you may wear that shirt. Or on the other end of the spectrum, maybe you're wearing this one. Jesus saves from hell. Uh, anybody own that shirt? Anybody stand on a street corner? Just gonna let you know, like, like followers of Jesus oftentimes wear two extremes, don't they? They wear this one extreme of, I love God, and God loves you, and welcome to Luminous Church, and you're so welcome here. And other people wear, you're going to hell, right? And, and wear shirts like that. I always say we probably shouldn't wear shirts like that. I don't know if you agree, but if, if that's what God has called you to, then so be it. So what do we wear as followers of Jesus? Followers of Jesus, what do we wear? Here in a moment, we're going to turn to the book of Colossians. And when we do, it, it, Colossians is written by Paul. Paul was, was one of those who wasn't wearing, uh, wasn't wearing what a follower of Jesus wears. In fact, he was wearing the complete opposite. In Acts chapter 26, you may remember where Paul is standing in front of King Agrippa. And he's making his case for Christ. And he was saying, let me tell you about Jesus. You see, I followed this Jesus where I was stoning Christians, I was killing them. I, I was, I was uh, whipping them in the synagogues. I was doing all those things. I was a witness to that. I hated Christians. It was my mission to kill Christians. And then I became one. And then I became one. And what I wear today is a lot different than the one I wore then. And the truth is, a lot of us know that. If you, if you remember, recall your life before following Jesus, we all had a certain attire, didn't we? 
But, but, but God has called us in this process of following him to, to put on a new attire. A new attire. And it, it, it looks pretty good. It probably looks a lot like those Mother's Day dresses. Really good. Thank you, bonus one. Try that. Give your neighbor a high five and say, pay attention this morning. I'm right. I'm right. There you go. He's trying to wake you up. Really excited. So, John chapter 13. John chapter 13 in the other Bibles. If not, it's on the screen. It's always on the screen. So you don't really have to bring a Bible. But if you do bring a Bible and you want to look at the Bible and make sure the screen matches the Bible, that's probably a good idea. John chapter 13. It's a moment when Jesus is with his followers. He's, he's with only 11 at this point because the 12 already left to betray him, Judas. And in this moment, as Jesus is with his followers, he's, he's telling them what kind of people to be. Uh, here's what I want you to be, and it's something I wish to take note of. He says, a new command. I get it. New, the Greek word, is, is basically this, this remarkable, this strange command, this command that you probably never heard about. I'm giving it to you, and it's this, love one another. Love one another. I, I love that. If Paul later, later writes that we should love one another as we love ourselves for whoever hated themselves, right? Like, whoever really hated themselves. You all woke up this morning and ate breakfast, right? You didn't skip out on the pastries because you deserved that. You, you got just coffee because you deserve that, too. And, and, and you, you feel like you deserve a lot of things. I, I was taking Vincent to his production yesterday morning, and I was saving seats, and I felt like I deserved some super donuts that morning. It was really good. I stopped by and got me two chocolate donuts. This was confession. I needed this moment right now. <laughs> needed that bad out. Right, like we take care of ourselves. We brush our teeth. We take a shower. We don't want to smell. We, we take care of our car because our car is a reflection of us. We do all those things. But, but to be honest, right, like not all of us take care of ourselves all that well. That is a lot of people who woke up this morning and tried on their Mother's Day outfit and you know, they're probably not having a lot of self-worth in that moment, and so they try on three other ones, and then they tell their husband, hey, I have nothing to wear, and they're like, we just bought those four dresses. You should have something to wear, but apparently they don't have something to wear because, because we all deal with this, like this little self-worth thing, and, and I'm not the only one who deals with it. You're not the only one who deals with it. Like, we all deal with that, and so, so if the standard of love is the way that I love myself, it's going to fall really short. Oftentimes. Like, I'm gonna come up short. I'm, I'm gonna come up short because, you know, so Ben doesn't have a lot of self-worth today, so I guess I'm not gonna have a lot of worth for my neighbor today. So Jesus doesn't bring that to the standard. And the standard that he always brings is himself. In verse 34, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. This, this moment before Jesus is actually on the cross. And when you're talking about Christianity, you need, to, you need to love your neighbor like die on the cross for them. Right? I don't want to die on the cross. You know, like, I don't want to do that. He's saying this before he already gave his life. He's saying it in the way that I've modeled over the last three years. You've seen how I loved you, Matthew. Matthew, you remember when you were collecting a bunch of taxes and robbing from people and you were doing all these things? I didn't say, hey, Matthew, get all cleaned up, make sure you're all perfect, and then come follow me. No, he just said, come follow me, Matthew. Or, or you remember Nathaniel. Nathaniel, this punk man. Uh, 
falls around Nathaniel, I wouldn't have let him follow me. Because he, he makes not only fun of Jesus, he makes fun of Jesus' family. He says, has anything good come from Nazareth? Remember when Nathaniel said that? Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> Can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come from San Antonio, Texas? Can anything good come from there? He makes fun of everything Jesus is, and Jesus doesn't discredit him or throw him out, or he doesn't say, Can anything good come from Nathaniel's family? Right? He doesn't do that. He says, He says, Follow me, Nathaniel. Follow me. In John chapter 6, when everybody wanted to leave him, wanted to leave Jesus, they wanted to turn away because Jesus' words were, were pretty pointed. They were pretty challenging. They, they would challenge you to the core and go against your whole doctrinal belief system. And, and as a result, everybody wanted to walk away from Jesus. And yet Jesus said, I love you. I love you. What a great picture, a great model for us this morning. That he is the standard of love for our neighbor, for our friends. He is the standard. And he's making that known. In verse 35, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciple. What is a disciple? Simply this. A follower of Jesus. They're going to know that we follow we love like Jesus loves. If you love one another, if you love one another. And the truth is, I'll run out of this kind of love. I run out of this love all the time. I constantly make it about rule keeping versus relationship driven. I make it that. I make it all these. I make it about the disciplines of God. I, I'll never forget when I first came to Jesus. I, I studied this book called The Celebrations of Discipline by Richard Foster. It's, it's an incredible book on, on how to fast and how to pray and how to study and, and the spiritual disciplines in order to become a better person, right? In order to grow closer to Jesus, in order to become more like Him. Sanctified is the word that we use to become more like Christ throughout the process of living. So I was reading this book and I was making all the check marks, man. I was waking up at 6 a.m. I, I was praying. I was reading. I was journaling. I, I was doing all these things. I was, I was keeping the rules. I wasn't cussing. I wasn't looking at porn. I wasn't doing any of this stuff. It, it was awesome. I'm like, oh, man, I'm awesome. And then I got married. And then I realized I'm not as awesome as I thought I was. Like, I was really good at the disciplines, but I really stink at this relationship like I'm good at discipline, but, but the discipleship function of my soul was broken because I, I kept getting mad, and I kept, I kept making Brady mad, and I kept doing all these things, I kept falling short, and I was like, I thought I was a great person, I thought I was so good at achieving, and then, and then you take all this theory and you put it into practice, you realize, I'm, I'm broken, I stink at this, I'm messed up. And that's what Jesus wants. He wants us to follow him and be about discipleship and not just about discipline. And then one way to do that is to begin to clothe ourselves with the things that we need to look like. I think if I would probably clothe myself a little bit more, 
versus journaling about my feelings every day, I, I probably would have done a lot better in my relationship with friends. Colossians 3, Paul writes, he gives us an encouragement because a man who killed Christians is now clothing himself and dressing like one. What does it look like in verse 12? Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion. Compassion, this, this idea of love that, that moves past your head. And I'm real good at head love, right? Like I write down the calendar. Oh, it's Mother's Day, give my wife a gift. Like, man, awesome. But from move from head love, it's a heart love to this word compassion that the Greek uses that Paul writes about. It's this, this gut love. That love, you know, that love sick, you know? Um, I was teasing Austin Fontenot about being the gut love, love sick, just engaged in tour, about to get married, hallelujah, finally somebody. <laughs> like that kind of love right there, that gut love. That it, it, it's one, one. A translation in the Greek would be from your bowels kind of love. Like that deep into your gut, which is kind of disgusting if you think about it. I love you with my bowels. <laughs> but it, it, it's so deep. Such a deep love. Clothe yourself with that kind of love every morning. Put that on. Verse 12. Clothe yourself with kindness. This idea of loaning your strength. To other people. Clothe yourself with humility. This, this right view of, of, of where you are in position to God and position to man. That true humility. Clothe yourself with that. Clothe yourself with gentleness. Now, oh, man, our moms should be celebrating because I feel like they're so gentle. Brandy is so gentle with Vincent and Brian. And patient. Clothe yourself with patience. I'm not really good at patience, but I've been working on it. Patience is going the speed that everyone else is going. But we've, we've been trying to model this as a church. Like, where, where are we going to speak from? What will this platform be about? Will it be about theological depth? Or will it be about this, this place where it's, it's patient enough where all of us can catch up and all of us can be on a plain level? And, and, and it's relatable and it's authentic and you're finding yourself growing and you're inspired by it, but it's not leading anybody out either. Bear with each other, verse 13, and forgive one another if any of you have grievance against someone. If anybody has grievance, if anybody has this debt upon somebody that somebody owes you, you're still holding debts of what somebody owes you. Remember that offense from fifth grade? Remember that, Michael? Let it go. Cancel the debt. Forgive. 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 Clothe yourselves with, with that and forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all of these, over all these virtues, put on love. Love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Put them all on. So how do you do this? How do I put on all these? How 
think as a man, it's so hard sometimes to put on stuff because we're busy. You know, like men striving to do your own, your own business. You're in, you're in school. You're doing all these things. We're so busy. I don't have time to get dressed like that. Now, men are the worst. Like I never want to iron my clothes. I never want to do anything. I don't care if it matches. Just pull it out of the closet. And, and women are so good at this, you know. They're going to take time, make sure everything matches. And if my wife catches me before I leave, you know, then I know I'm going to have to change. So I do the same when I sneak out in the morning. Don't tell her. Okay, you can tell her. This is bad, you know. I sneak out and I can wear whatever I want, you know, and I go quick. I don't have time. I've got to hurry. And then now that I have kids, it's, and y'all know this, is you, you got to match them, and they got to look fly. And I'm like, man, we have to hurry up. Come on, Vince, and just put it on. Who cares if you have a PJ top and slacks and, and dress shoes on? Fact, I went to a taco shop this weekend. This kid came in with slacks, dress shoes, and a PJ shirt. And I just looked at that guy. I was like, dude, you ain't married or something. I don't know what's going on. Guys are so guilty of that. And we, we just feel like we don't have time for it. But, but think about this. Paul. Paul who, who planted dozens of churches. Paul who wrote letters to the churches and, and traveled all over. Paul was the busiest man I know. He was super busy and yet he still had time to close on God. I think as a man... It'd be really good if we just throw our excuses out. But we don't have time. We don't have time to look like Jesus. I'm too busy. Let's clothe ourselves. So, the pastor who bought this series from Andy Stanley, incredible church, he came up with this acronym, and it's cheesy. I mean, it's so cheesy. This acronym will make you like do it all night doing that. But, you know, for Second Mother's Day, I thought it would be appropriate. How many, how many women like chick flicks? How many men like chick flicks, you know? Um, some men do before they're married, you know? Hope it's romantics, and then you wake up. I'm just kidding. God, I love being married. Should have heard me first, so Okay. So this acronym is PG Chick Flick. PG Chick Flick. This is how we're going to remember this, and this is how um, you'll be able to clothe yourself and pray for this every, every morning. P is patience. Put on patience. G is gentleness. C is compassion. H is humility. K is kindness. F is forgiveness. L is love. And then just for the sake of it, because we all need to be kind, kindness again. So every day, put on a PG chick Every day, say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this on. I'm going to clothe myself. God, give me more gentleness, more patience. Give me more compassion. I pray for humility to see myself rightly before you and others. I pray for these things. And I pray that as a church, we start looking like followers and wearing what followers wear. That's what I pray for. Because we could look like the other person. The other person who wears the shirt, you're going to hell. Or you know, the shirt that says some extreme thing where, where they're really trying to make a point. Have you ever been around that person who all they want to do in life is make a point? They're just trying to make a point and they'll argue and argue and argue until their point is made. But I have to tell you the truth. Jesus didn't call us to make a point. He called us to make a difference. And that's what I want for us. And so this 
This morning, I want to invite the team to come back up. And over the rest of the series, we're going we're gonna to sing a song that will really be a reflection on what it looks like to follow, to follow Jesus. That wherever he leads, we want to go. So let me pray for us as the team comes up. Father, I just thank you this morning for who you are. God, I just pray that in every way, Lord, that we would start looking like Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that our standard is in ourselves, Lord. It's not even others around us. It's not the standard of, of the people who we feel like maybe better Christians than us. Maybe better at following you than us. The standard is Jesus. So it's why we say that we would fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. And this morning, I pray that you would lead us. That you would lead us, and where you lead, we will follow. We love you, Lord.